From COK Studios in Doug Fabrizio's Furnace Room, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider a dangerous political shakeup at the North Pole just ahead of Christmas. We'll also consider the life of Dr. Henry Heimlich in our Consider Your Health series. And we'll consider that I hear those sleigh bells ringling. Ting, ting, ting-a-wing, too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Outside, the snow is falling, and friends are calling a yoo-hoo. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Giddy-up, giddy-up, giddy-up. Let's go. Let's look at the show. We're waiting in a wonderland of snow. Giddy-up, giddy-up, giddy-up. It's grand just holding your hand. We're riding along with the song of a wintry fairy that... <coughs> oh, God. Stay with us. <laughs> Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Fundy Fungo, the new crowdsourcing website for completely unnecessary and insulting projects. Sign up now and ask your friends to fund your annual trip to Disneyland, your racist comic strip, or your above-ground pool. Fundy Fungo. I want money, please. And Manger Danger, America's top manger repair and restoration company. Don't let your manger become a danger. Call Manger Danger today for a free estimate. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. Two years ago, the COK team reported on a labor strike by the elves at the North Pole that threatened to shut down the workshop just days before Christmas. The battle was over insurance for the elves, known as Universal Elf Care or Claus Care. A last-minute deal to avoid a complete shutdown was struck between Santa and Herbie the Elf, who led the opposition. News coming out of the North Pole in the past few weeks makes that dispute seem insignificant by comparison. There is a full-scale revolt going on right now that could completely change Christmas as we know it. Reports about what's really going on up north have been spotty, so we sent Dinah to investigate the turmoil Santa and the elves are dealing with the week before Christmas. In the two years since Herbie the Elf led his conservative faction of elves against Santa Claus in the battle over universal elf care, there has been a shift to a more extreme agenda by some elves who say they don't recognize the North Pole anymore. Look, I'm a pragmatist. Santa and I don't agree on everything, but I'm willing to compromise with him. We finally reached an agreement on the insurance thing, and we've put that behind us. I'm worried about this new faction of elves because they've taken things way too far. Herbie is talking about a small but determined group of very conservative elves that call themselves Alt-Xmas. The Alt-Xmas elves are scary. They want to abolish universal elf care completely. And they want to limit the number of misfit toys that come into the North Pole and screen the ones that they do let in. They're so xenophobic. Santa isn't sure what he can do about them. The Alt-Xmas elves also called for a referendum to leave the 500-year-old North Pole Union with Toyland by saying that Toyland was sending too many refugee toys and not keeping up its end of the trade agreement. That referendum passed in October, leaving the North Pole Union in a shambles. Leading the charge against the Union and Santa Claus is Donnie the Elf, son of Freddy, a wealthy elf who made his fortune building shoddy gingerbread tenements in the poorer section of the North Pole. 
Donnie is the worst. One of his dad's gingerbread buildings collapsed and killed two reindeer and paralyzed an Arctic puffin. He's never made a toy in his life. He's all talk and he's making up all these lies to scare people and turn them against Santa. Wearing a custom-made elf hat that says, Make Christmas Great Again, Donnie uses open-air rallies to create a buzz and stir up conflict among the elves, toys, and other holiday creatures living at the North Pole. The misfit toys are coming into the North Pole from Toyland, and they're bringing drugs, they're reindeer rapists, and I'm sure some of them are good toys, but we need to build a wall to keep them out. I build walls. We'll build the most tremendous gingerbread wall along the border with Toyland, believe me. It'll have sharp pieces of candy cane at the top. It'll be amazing. And we'll make Toyland pay for it. Toyland isn't Donnie's only target. He spends a lot of his time trying to discredit and take down Santa Claus. What a fat loser that Santa is. He can't even deliver presents without his reindeer. Pathetic. I heard he wasn't even born at the North Pole. Somebody needs to check out his birth certificate. We don't even know his real name. Is it Santa Claus, St. Nick, or Kris Kringle? If this guy is so great, why does he have all these aliases? He's definitely hiding something. And Mrs. Claus, what a nasty old woman. Seriously, she needs to lay off the eggnog and cookies. Have you seen her? Total dog. I would f*** her with Blitzen's While Santa is maintaining his support, the calls for Donnie to step in and take over for him are getting louder. As I've said, Santa and I have had our issues, but anyone is better and more qualified than Donnie. He's just appealing to the anti-establishment elves up here. I'm pretty worried about what he might do if his movement keeps gaining momentum. He's got the support of the Quorum of the Elves. We're going to drill for fudge in the gumdrop forest and get rid of all the talking snowmen and gross misfit toys. Let's give the North Pole back to the elves who do all the work and get none of the credit. Let's make Christmas great again. Two thousand years of pretty peaceful toy making and Christmas cheer could be in jeopardy if Donnie the Elf is able to wrest power from Santa Claus. It remains to be seen if Christmas as we know it will be intact when next year rolls around. From the North Pole, I'm Dinah Jones Mallow. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to our Consider Your Health series, We've lost a good deal of celebrities and notable people in 2016, and we lost one more last week. Dr. Henry Heimlich died on Saturday at the age of 96. Alex Truman joins us to talk about Dr. Heimlich and the life-saving maneuver he invented. Happy holidays, Alex. Season's greetings, Cotter. So, Alex, Dr. Heimlich was an important figure for you. Oh, yes, he was. I was bored with an abnormally narrow esophagus and a spastic upper esophageal sphincter, so I had difficulty at times with large food particles in my throat. Without Dr. Heimlich's now famous maneuver, I might be dead. How many times have you employed the Heimlich maneuver, Alex? Oh, I want to say around five dozen. Wow. Indeed. Thankfully, I was born just after he published his method to prevent choking in 1974. Originally called subdiaphragmatic pressure, 
The maneuver saved so many lives in less than two months that the Journal of the American Medical Association decided to name it after him instead. He was such a modest man. He continued to call it subdiaphragmatic pressure. Nobody knew what he was talking about, but that's just the kind of guy he was. Now, did you ever get to meet him? Oh, yes. I met him at a book signing a few years ago. He actually performed the maneuver on me. No way. Oh, indeed he did. I accidentally choked on a large piece of apple while chatting with him. Accidentally, huh? Yes, it was definitely an accident. Alex. (sighs) Fine. I choked on purpose, but getting the Heimlich from Heimlich was one of my childhood dreams, okay? It's like getting a colonoscopy from Dr. George Burdick. Who's that? (laughs) Only one of the top gastroenterologists in the world, Connor. He's like the Michael Jordan of scoping the colon for polyps. Okay. I'll never forget how firm yet gentle Dr. Heimlich was as he applied pressure to my diaphragm and dislodged the chug of Granny Smith. It was like seeing Dr. Alicia Kramer lance an infected boil. Simply breathtaking. Who is she? Oh, she is one of the foremost dermatologists in the world. She removed my mole cluster. So are you trying to have all these famous doctors treat you, Alex? Yeah, it's my bucket list. With all my many ailments, it's pretty easy for me to get all the top people to see me. I'm just glad I got to Heimlich before he died. He was a true master. He even signed his trading card for me. You've got trading cards for famous doctors? I made them myself. Well, you do really love your work. Health is my passion, Connor. Thanks for coming by, Alex. My pleasure. Merry Christmas. Same to you. That was Consider Your Health with Alex Truman. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us for breaking news on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Jeremiah Knight, Hobart Willis, Marianne Wetzel, Natalie Thorpe, Spencer Cannon, and Libby Mitchell. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. We'll be back after the new year with more episodes of your favorite NPR parody podcast, so look for us then. Have a safe and happy holiday. I'm Connor Bentley. I'm pretty worried about what he might do if the movement keeps gaming. I'm pretty worried about what he might do if this momentum.